You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. I would say cautiously optimistic. You know, this is a fan base, and I'm sure the Packers are kind of in a similar situation where it's like you have this star quarterback for so long, you forget what life is like without one. And, yeah. you know, you went through two years, you tried Jameis Winston, it worked at points. You know, you started that year five and two in 2021 got hurt last year you started one and one got hurt and then it kind of felt like they they needed to reset the deck a little bit at quarterback you needed to bring in a veteran a guy who uh you know is going to command that group and I think that's that's something that Derek Carr has and it's what you know from a from the team perspective you could see that immediately and you could see the the team has rallied around him very quickly he's he's the leader of that room there's no question about it from a fan base it's like okay so how after two years of kind of toiling in mediocrity, right? So you go nine and eight, you miss the playoffs. Thanks. Thanks. The Rams uh, blowing that lead and and week 18 there. No, no bitterness about that. Uh, And then last year you go seven and 10, they were in it. You know, they had a chance. They, if they beat the Bucs in week 13, don't blow that game. They're right there. They might win the division uh, at eight and nine, even uh, because the Bucs, I believe won it at eight and nine. And so, you know, I think this fan base is just, you know, they're they're ready to root for a winner, right? Like they're sure. they're ready to just be happy with the playoffs again. And and uh so I think that's why bringing in Derek Carr was was a smart move because you know, you kind of I just think this team has to prove that it can win without Sean Payton, without Drew Brees, that it can, that 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 the entire Saints era was not just that. Um and I think we've seen that through two weeks this defense is good enough to to carry this team. And if the offense can do its job, you know, you, you'll see a lot of wins. You'll see a lot of ugly wins, but you'll see a lot of wins as long as the offense can step up late in games the way it has weeks one and week two and close things out, even if it got ugly in the first half. And so, you know, Derek, I don't think has played that well. And I think he would be the first one to admit that through two weeks. Uh, I would grade him at a C uh, from from what I would have been expecting. And that grade is is raised by the fact that he has come out in the last two uh, fourth quarters and really sealed those games with big throws. But, you know, I, I think if you're if you're a team and you're looking at it and you're like, okay, we have struggled on offense. We struggled to protect the quarterback, struggled to run the ball. We struggled to do just about everything in the first halves of those games, but you're two and up. Uh, and you know things will get better. You know the protection will get better. You know Derek Carr will get more and more comfortable with the pass catchers. 
So I think the Saints are feeling really good, and the Saints fans are feeling really good about where they are right now. It's interesting because you talk about the Packers. They clearly outplayed the Bears in week one. They right. outplayed the Falcons through three quarters in week two for the most part, uh, and then blew that that game in the fourth quarter. Offense couldn't get a first down. Packers defense missing tackles all over the place. Now again, people are gonna miss Deshaun Robinson all year. I get it. Uh, <laughs> but but you just can't because Arthur Smith just wants to, you know, run it down your throat at this point. What about the Saints uh running attack coming into this thing? Jamal Williams dinged up with the hamstring, which is very popular in the Packers camp right now. Everybody's down with hamstring injuries. So he's probably not gonna play, it doesn't look like. Uh, then, of course, uh, you got Kamara, who's still on suspension, so he won't be out there. So what now for the New Orleans Saints at running back? Yeah, so, yeah, I, I was on the sideline for that game uh, this week, and I watched Jamal come off the field. He did not look like a guy who expected to go back in the game. He came out of the tent. He tested it out. Did not go well. Uh, he went back to the locker room, never came back in. I would be very surprised to see him out there. We haven't gotten the initial injury report yet, but I would be very surprised to see him back this week. And so, yeah, Alvin Kamara is still suspended. Uh, Dennis Allen tells us that they don't anticipate bringing anybody in. Like Kareem Hunt signed with the Browns. There's not going to be a last-second running back infusion. The guys that are there are going to be the guys that figure it out. And so, to me, I think you're looking at another heavy dose of Tony Jones. Uh, You know, he's a guy who the Saints know pretty well. He came up with the Saints, ended up with Seattle, then with Denver in the preseason, came back. He's on the practice squad now. He's been a practice squad elevation these last two weeks. It'll be interesting to see if they sign him to the active roster before this game. But he had two touchdowns. Uh, he scored. You know, I've, I've people people act like those those first those short yardage touchdowns don't matter. Well, they matter when you don't get them on first down because if you lose two three yards, then you're sure. in second down, then you're in a world of hurt, and it becomes a lot more difficult. He was able to get two touchdowns on first down, and that really sealed that game. So I think he endeared himself to to this to this coaching staff for that game. So I think he's going to be the main kind of workhorse. And then you know, as you saw in this game, Taysom Hill. Nine carries, 75 yards. He's going to be a major part of that rushing attack, whether it's as the quarterback taking snaps or getting the ball from Derek Carr. So I think that that's going to be kind of your one-two punch in this game. Uh, we'll get to Taysom Hill. I have lots of thoughts on that, dude. Uh, <laughs> but what about Kendry Miller? Is, it, is that the rookie running back who didn't play this last week and they think he'll play this week? Yeah, so Kendra, he probably could have played. He was healthy enough to play. Um, DAA told us that he they just didn't feel like it was fair to the rookie to to send him out there and have him take significant snaps after really not getting a full day of practice. He was limited. Sure. So I expect he'll be a full go this week and we'll be out there. So you will see some of Kendra Miller. I just don't think they trust him in the pass protection part of uh-huh. the game. So he's, he's going to be limited. And when you have a guy like that, what you want to avoid is just, you know, every time he's on the field, it's a run, right? Like you, because you don't trust him in pass protection, so you don't want to be tipping your hand. So I think his involvement will be limited. He could, he's going to be out there. He might get a few snaps, but I think he's going to be the backup, and you're going to see primarily Tony Jones and, and Taysom Hill. But they do like Kendra, and he can catch the ball. He can be useful. So you know maybe if they get him out there early and he flashes, he, he earns himself some more snaps. I would guess between you know 12 to 25 snaps maximum for him. Tom and Jeff Nowak, WWL New Orleans Saints sideline reporter, Kurt and Long. Download it on your Odyssey app where you download your uh, favorite podcast ad. Obviously, always streaming these bad boys uh, live on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page uh, as well. You can always go back and uh, watch it later uh, if you'd like and see what Jeff Nowak actually looks like. Maybe you'll be surprised. Uh, Jeff, okay, uh, let's talk a little bit about Taysom Hill because I I don't know... You know, if you got pictures on Sean Payton, what the relationship is, I have no idea what the deal is. <laughs> that dude's stupid money. God bless him for getting stupid money. 
But it, it's it's interesting because I've been kind of going through your tweets, kind of looking at everything. Uh, and you're defending the fact that, you know, they had these designed runs for him. He's picking up significant yards when they do. Quit calling it a gimmick uh, and so forth. And I get it. And I understand it. But if you're an opposing defense, aren't at some point you're thinking to yourself, no, <laughs> just no. If he beats us throwing the ball when he comes in, fine. But otherwise, you almost kind of got to walk everybody up and just play for the run of him running the football more than you do of him throwing. Now, again, remember, he started in Green Bay with, with the Packers. So I get it. Like, I liked him. Uh, I, I I got down with him in training camp and all that when he was younger. He was old even when he was younger with the Packers. Yeah, I mean, he's, th- he's 31 now. Yeah. Exactly, right. <laughs> so now I'm sitting there watching this, and I'm like, well, Baden's gone. He's going to be gone. Nope, still there. And they're using him the same way. And I don't know if that bothers Carr or not. I think it would piss me off if I was a starting quarterback. I get pulled out for, you know, for Taysom Hill at this point because it's really the only example around the NFL that this is actually happening. Hell, it happened to Drew Brees, for God's sakes. That was insanity to me Uh, your thoughts on Taysom Hill and this whole thing because from an outsider perspective it seems nuts another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help for your financial to-dos Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It, it does, but at the same time, it's like, it, are you really gaining that much from having Derek Carr on the, the, the cat here? Uh, I see having Derek Carr on the field to hand the ball off. Like he, it's, he threw the ball 36 times in that game. It's not like he's hurting for pass attempts. Right. Uh, so in that sense, like I, I don't know what it's taking away from, and especially in this game, like you're not typically going to see nine Taysom Hill carries. What's uh, the cat's name, Jeff? That was that was a product of losing your running back, and so you had to find a way. But there's a stat out there, like when when Taysom Hill carries the ball more than seven times in the last two years, they're like fit, they're like or seven and one or eight and one or something like that. Like there's a correlation between Taysom Hill being effective and this team winning games. Um, I, you know, to me, it's more like, okay, what works? What is working right now? And in some games, they're going to be able to stop Taysom. They're going to bottle it up, and you're going to have to decide, okay, are we really going to put him in there to throw the ball? He has done it. It does work when when it happens, and you're really just pushed up, and he's able to just find someone. I think in that Seahawks game last year, he had four touchdowns. One was a passing touchdown to Adam Troutman. Um, so it, he can hurt you that way. He, that's always a thing that you have to at least account for but to me, it's like, if it's working, then you keep doing it, right? And you, it's always like, okay, I'm going to keep running this play and this QB power set until they prove they can stop it. You got into the fourth quarter of that game. The Panthers never proved they could stop it. He was averaging eight yards a carry. And in games like that, it's, it's not a gimmick. It is an effective piece of your offense. Now, where I think you get into trouble is you're trying to force feed Taysom the ball because you're like, no, this is part of our offense. We're going to run it. Just like if they're playing the two deep shell, and they're taking away passes over the top, are you going to keep throwing it deep? No, you have to take the passes underneath. Where if, if they're not playing a defense that is capable of stopping you with that extra blocker, which is the benefit of having Taysom on the field, you get ten, you know, you know, get that extra player who can block right. as opposed to a quarterback who's handing the ball off and then getting the heck out of the way. Um, that's where you gain it. And for a team that you know I think has struggled to pass protect at this point, 
any time, any way you can establish the run, you don't have Alvin Kamara, you don't have Jamal Williams, uh, having him in there bowling people over is, is no, uh, small thing. It's nothing to scoff at. And then there's also the element that every team in the NFL needs guys who are willing to play special teams. They need good athletes, good players who are willing to go out there and make a tackle, stick their nose in. Uh, he's a, he's the personal protector on the punt unit. So it's always a fake waiting to happen. He makes special teams tackles. He does everything. Um, and so for a, for a team that's just trying to find an extra edge, he makes sense. And, you know, one of the reasons you don't see it around the league is I, there's only one Taysom Hill in my, I don't think there are other guys. There are players on rosters across the league who are capable of doing what he's doing of, of taking snaps and, and running the plays that he does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I understand why it's kind of strange to people. And yes, he has been paid a good sum of money. And uh, that was more about Sean Payton really projecting him as the next Steve Young, which I, you know, right. that was always kind of silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the role that he has embraced and is willing to do, it's a selfless role. He gets none of the credit, but he does all of the dirty work. Um, you know, I think it's an advantage. And uh, I don't, you know, when it's, when it's, when he's averaging eight yards a carry, I don't understand how you can sit there and call it a gimmick. I mean, <laughs> so let me ask you this. So are the people calling it a gimmick saints fans or is it fans from other teams that follow you when, you know, the saints are playing their team and then you hear it from those fans more than from the actual saints fans. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, well, you're taking your quarterback off the field to do this. And it's like, yeah, well, you were handing the ball off anyway. So what do you really, right. any, uh, but you know, it's, the weird ones are when the quarterback actually runs out to the side of the field and pretends he's going to catch a pass because yeah. you know you don't gain that extra blocker. But it is—it's a scenario where it's like you put Taysom Hill in that personnel, and the defense always has to have it in the back of their mind. He could be getting the ball, and the more you have to make the defense plan for, the better off you are. You want sure. them to be confused. You want them to be on the back foot. Uh, the people who are complaining about it, in my opinion, are primarily fantasy football people. Right. They're the Chris Alave fantasy owner who thought they had that touchdown and then it got called back. And then all of a sudden it's Taysom Mill taking it down to the two and Tony Jones Jr. punching it in. Two guys that no one started. Right. That's and correct. So, yes. <laughs> like I think that's where you kind of get that real vitriol of like, no, this is dumb. Stop doing this. It's like it works. Why would like yeah. as long as Derek Carr's okay with it, the Saints are okay with it. And from what we have understood, it's not something that he is concerned about. Again, he threw the ball 36 times in that game. 